0: what's up everybody welcome back to health talk radio episode number nine we are nine weeks in and today i've got my beautiful co-host paul Burgess with me and we are going to talk about toxicity its impact on your body the different types of it how to beat it how you know you have it and all of the above paul how are you doing today my brother
1: You know what? I'm great today. Um, Although I do have COVID, and so if I we were just talking about it, yeah, if I do cough throughout this thing, then um, just be aware of it. But uh, yeah, I feel really good. I've got no um, mad symptoms uh, apart from a bit of a cough and stuff. My uh, my lovely other half, however, is suffering terribly with it, Um, and it's just very interesting to me how two people in the same house have very very different um, uh, outcomes with with potentially what the same thing is and um, I've got a, you know full disclosure I am taking an awful lot of stuff for it yeah um, would you
0: share so so <clears throat> I know this is not related to toxicity or or maybe it is You oh, kind know, of really wow it. me I'm
1: sorry it's, got, it's all, kind of is I suppose
0: so what I would love so the people that are listening in right now they hear COVID most people have had it some people <laughs> haven't what are you doing really quickly and i know it's kind of a sidebar here but we might as well take advantage of it right now you're in it you're feeling it but you're okay you're fe- you know you sound great you look great yeah. what are you doing what are you doing to fight it and why do you think it's not having the same impact on you as it is your significant other or other people for that
1: matter Right. Uh, well, okay. So this is a very much an n equals one experiment. Okay. That means there's one person in this research group, and that's me. And there's no comparison to anybody else. So I don't, you know, I can't say w- whether it works or not. What I do know is I am doing a lot of work anyway with um, some viral and bacterial things that came up in some tests recently. And so I was almost ahead of the game because I was doing a lot of viral. Um, protection and uh, and dealing with a lot of viral stuff. So that obviously didn't hurt. Um, um, Should I go through? I mean, I've got a huge amount of stuff that I'm taking, but I'm basically looking at um, immune modulation, which means making sure that the immune system is working effectively, not ramping up the immune system to work harder. And the reason is when you get a lot of this... Sorry, this this problem is the same for a lot of people in a lot of circumstances. They think they need to upregulate their immune system. The immune system works pretty well, usually. And what needs to happen is you need to put a lid on it getting out of control. That's the biggest problem. You have to modulate your immune system so that it's hugely effective in what it's doing. When it gets out of control and goes too much, that's when we start seeing autoimmune disease, mast cell activation, all sorts of weird and wonderful things. So a lot of that been going on, Um, taking some specific um, uh, mixtures for um, viral, um, prevent viral replication, also deal with um, uh, viruses in general, same with bacterias. Um, I'm taking some um, interesting products that highlight to the immune system, the um, the viruses and pathogens that are floating around, so it can see them better and grab hold of them, and get rid of them. I, uh, I'm going through a list actually of things in front of me.
0: So, like, what about what about increasing vitamin C? Have you increased your vitamin C, vitamin Lip- D, glutathione? Vitamin C, Any of the yeah. things that we hear about?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking liposomal glutathione, um, which works out to be about a gram a day, I suppose, maybe a little bit more. Um, I am doing uh probably 3 to 6 grams of vitamin c a day which is more than uh-huh. i was doing before taking about 50 milligram of zinc um i'm using what about um, colloidal
0: silver what about what about colloidal silver you put
1: I'm, that I'm, in there i'm i'm nebulizing colloidal silver okay so that goes in a nebulizer when i breathe it in yep. a couple oh. of times a day um which i think has helped with the chest and stuff but you know there's no research behind that just what i'm using i'm using um Quite a lot of magnesium, uh, nanoparticle magnesium, um, which I'm doing quite high amounts of. I'm using butyrate and achamansia, both of which are very strong um, gut microbiome um, support, but they both help with mitochondrial function. And mm-hmm. so mitochondria, obviously, very important to keep working and, and doing their thing while you're in a compromised state. Um what else? I'm using a a herbal thing, a Chinese herbal um remedy, which is specifically for lung uh, capacity and, and clearing out your lungs. So uh vitamin D, doing about 70 000 to eighty thousand IU a day. It's really heavy on the vitamin D at the moment. It won't be forever, it'll be for like a week or so and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Um vitamin C, cloidal silver, you said I'm using a product by a company called Novos. Um, which is their Novos Core product, which is actually quite interesting. Um, I'll have to read out what's in it because it's relatively new on the market and mm-hmm. certainly new to me. My but um, vitamin C, magnesium, calcium, glycine, um, malate, um, calcium alpha, keto uh glucosamine, rhodiola, altheanine, hyaluronic acid, um, feistine, organic ginger root, um, Terostabiline and lithium, and that combination of things is hugely targeted towards detoxification of the mitochondria and um, upregulation of um, energy production. And then I'm wow. you, you got you weren't
0: lying, you have, yeah, yeah.
1: Then I'm using something else which I'm not going to recommend because it is not approved for human consumption. So do not use this. <laughs> I'm telling you now. Do not but, use this product. It's for
0: horses, right?
1: <laughs> it's for horses. It's not for horses, actually. Uh, so it's called um, emeramide emir, emir, It used to emeramide. be OS2. But basically, yeah. it's, Don't take um, that one. it's a research chemical. Um, you shouldn't take it. It's not approved by the FDA. Although historically, it's been um, approved for use. And then apparently, so I understand it, it was removed from approval um, and I think it's trying to be classed as a pharmaceutical so that it can be reapproved at a much, much higher uh, cost. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, we know, we know. It so probably was right? was unapproved because it works so well and it was so right? cheap.
1: So I don't know. So maybe that, <laughs> but actually it's not cheap Ooh. at all. Like, like 10 grams yeah. is, is 250 bucks. But, um, but that is a very, very potent, um, chelator and detoxifier of metals, as well as many other elements that hinder the Krebs cycle, which is the energy pathway. So, when if you look at a, a Krebs cycle diagram, there are many um, aspects of it where you know energy has to convert to different particles as it goes through before it can, creates ATP. And anything that hinders that will slow the process. And that stuff is really good at getting in there and ripping this stuff out. So.
0: That whole
1: that whole combination of things, I mean, COVID or not. I wonder if the
0: listeners, if the listeners are with their notepads, they're out writing down that that stack. That's the that's a monster
1: stack. Yeah, I feel pretty. That's a that's a that's
0: a. I'm not that's that's a. I'm not fucking around
1: stack. Yeah. So (laughs) um, so yeah, that's all good. It's it's all good.
0: good. Yeah. Well, you said something in that you're talking about detoxicity and detoxification, (coughs) and I know we're gonna talk about that today. What I want to start out with as we're talking about toxicity, and the reason why this came about is we were in my group, in my private Discord group, and we were talking to our group When we were talking about toxicity. We started going down a multitude of rabbit holes, and <coughs> everybody wanted us to go deeper down these rabbit holes to talk more about toxicity because it come, come to find out, based on your research and based on some of the things that, that you're finding out through all the testing, is that toxicity is responsible for a lot more than we understand and it can be hard to detect right so what i first want to talk about today paul is what is for the people that are listening right now what is toxicity and are there different kinds of it
1: so i think toxicity is anything that causes um harm to a living organism right so Mm -hmm. if your cell is a living organism and then a molecule of some description comes in and causes it destruction is anything but healthy then that's a toxin. I would, I would class it. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But my, my, uh, my realization over the, you know, last few years is that we're seeing more and more chronic disease everywhere, right? Cancer, yeah,
0: yep. heart
1: disease.
0: You'd um, have to be on an Amish farm to not yeah, see right? that. Yeah,
1: and there's a, and there's a clue there in that being on an Amish farm doesn't produce those things because. Um, the modern world is full of toxic load, and we're not overly aware of it. Right, And we've, we've discussed this on a previous episode, but I think the amount of chemicals that are being produced every year that are all around us, the amount of um, pesticides and chemicals that are being sprayed on our food that we then go on and eat, the amount of um, anxiety that's been created by other various things that go on in our life as well as the amount of mold and other things that are around, these things all accumulate in the body and they don't have, they don't have a positive effect. Like they, they all have a detrimental effect. Now, if it's one or two things and you're reasonably fit and well, you're kind of going to deal with it okay. But if it's a dozen or more different things that have been around for years in you, and have accumulated over and over again and just released and created this toxicity in your system that's gradually just broken down your cells you know attacked your mitochondria caused health issues then that's going to hit a point where the whole system just collapses because it's this overload right and where you get those things from are you know multitude of places but
0: Let's talk, let's talk about those though. Let's really, really quickly. Right. So can I just share, can I just blurt out something? Can you tell me toxin or not toxin? Right. So uh, diet soda, soda, toxin.
1: Diet soda or soda. Is it toxic? Um, Not in the way that I'm thinking, but yes, it's not beneficial. Well, I'm talking about the actual poison, the actual toxin that is going to attack your, attack your system. When you look at a diet soda, for example, the, artificial sweeteners are going to cause problems in your gut microbiome that will then lead on to potential immune or other issues in your health it's okay. not the direct thing right it's, it has to cause a problem first and then it goes on it. the things that i'm talking about are things like things that we are know we know are carcinogenic we know are nephrotoxic they'll cause kidney issues they'll call liver issues they'll be immune suppressant they cause brain function issues. These things are like the real sharp end of the wedge. But what you're awesome. saying is right. Food quality and the uh-huh. and the food, the processed stuff that we're marketed to us are right. certainly in the realm of um, things that are going to cause harm to our health.
0: And when we were on when we were on the uh, the call with the the private community in the Discord, we were talking about the chemicals that they spray your sofa with. Yeah. Right. So toxin, correct? Or is that, or is that, or is that the same thing? Right? Or is that not what we're talking about here? That's
1: definitely a chemical toxin that is going to cause problems for a lot of people. So mold, mold toxin.
0: Yeah. Right. What about what about like alcohol toxin? Is alcohol a toxin?
1: Again, we're back into this realm of, you know, alcohol is great if you've got a um, a, a, an infection or 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 a, a wound. That right. alcohol is going to save you getting sepsis or something like that. But if you drink two bottles of Jack Daniels every night, it's going to cause you a lot of problems. So, you know, the 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 the, um, the 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 dose is the problem. And if you're using it in the right way, it's fine. I don't think a little bit of alcohol every day is a big big issue. Um, certainly if it's red wine and things, that can be very useful, like we've said before. You know, right. I can the, the name of the farm white white dry farm farm. farm wine yep
0: um
1: you know they're they're known to be pretty good but um again the the uh, the dose is what causes the problem
0: sure but
1: so but what i'm trying to differentiate is yes you've got to eat well and you know these things can cause problems but if you were to take arsenic that will kill you that toxin that we know is poisonous that's the stuff we're talking about Sure. Yeah, okay. that and that's are, what
0: I wanted to do is I wanted to I wanted to paint the right picture for yeah. the listeners, right? So when someone says to you, "Are there different kinds of toxins?" You would say <laughs> yes, but then what would you say? What would be the answer to that? So like, hey, Paul, how many different kinds of toxins are there, and you know what are the top five?
1: Okay, so the hundreds of thousands okay. is the answer, and what are the top five? Yep. The ones that you've got, right?
0: Gotcha. Because
1: okay, yep. because yep. they're the ones that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about anything else, and some of them are more prevalent than others. And we see certain molds that we, you know, we, we see more, and more, uh, more regularly. But then we see others that are really quite destructive. Um, huge amount of toxicity that comes from car exhausts, or from the manufacture of plastics, or from um, the, the the burning of fossil fuel. Um, it, it's it's massive. And, and what I've got uh, to go through today is some of the main ones and what mm-hmm. they do, what they do to you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and, that all, and and it's just been, and this is not about a, a diagnosis of this is what you've got. This is about, I want people to understand and be aware that this stuff exists.
0: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if
1: you're not aware of it, you're never mm-hmm. even going to take it into account and that mm-hmm. is killing hundreds of thousands of people every day because like we said before, one in two people get cancer, Right? it used to be one in three. How's that cancer research going for you? It's not going well, right? It's getting worse and worse. And it's because sure. Sure. we've got this new stuff that people are not aware of. So mm-hmm. if I can make you aware that you have got this stuff in you and we then go in and take it out, then we can get somewhere um, productive. Just before this call, I had a call with a lovely lady, 75 years old, in uh, the US, and um, she had a really tough time in the last 10 years, multiple bouts of uh, cancer, open heart surgery, all sorts of um, terrible, terrible things, right? And, and fitting well up until that point. But then her mother also had breast cancer and a sister had breast cancer. And her doctor told her, oh, you know, you don't have the BRCA gene, which is the common one for breast cancer, but you've got a gene of some kind. We just don't know which one it is. Oh, geez. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, I can see why why a physician would say that. But I said to her, where did you grow up? And she said, oh, I grew up in um, Portland, Maine. Is that right? Would I be... We're by, we're I don't
0: like know. I ge- geography was not my best class. <laughs>
1: okay. So, um, was it there? It's something basically it's Portland, it was somewhere Maine. by I the ocean, it's... right? Somewhere, somewhere yeah. by the ocean.
0: I don't think it's Portland, Maine. I think it's <clears> Maine, <throat> Maine,
1: New England. I was in Falmouth. Yeah. Anyway. So, so she, we, just, she we just there <laughs> by, by the ocean. I said, what was a house like you lived in? Was it wooden? Yeah, yeah. You know it? It's really mm-hmm. old, old wooden house. Okay, great. And was it on a farm? Yeah, you know on a farm. Okay, great. And what was on the farm? Said, oh, we used to keep uh, livestock. <clears throat> I said, okay, did they ever farm the land? Was it ever agricultural? And said, no, 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 it's just livestock. Okay, fine. And so you build this picture about where her, her mother and her sister lived, right? Any damp, any mold? Well, yeah, it's an old wooden house and we are by the ocean, you know, it's gonna be, okay, fine. Not a massive stretch for me to turn around and say, okay, let's have a think about, was there any exposure to chemicals on the farm or mould in your childhood that is sat around with all three of you and maybe the rest of your family and has then developed on to something else. Let's get that looked at because maybe that's something that you haven't um, been made aware of before. And so that is the sort of thing that I'm talking about when I'm talking about awareness of what can be driving disease in people.
0: That is a great story. And I think that, you know, that, that kind of segues into the different types that you wanted to talk about. Right. Yeah. And, and ultimately what can people do, right? Like what are some of the symptoms? What are some of the things that we can be aware of to say, gosh, I've got to really take a look under the hood.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> the, the symptoms are real difficult because they can be very obscure. And a lot of them will sound like any other problem, right? So um, brain fog, um, uh, digestive issues, bloating, um, certainly fatigue, energy problems, sleep issues, um, anxiety, um, compulsive behavior. You know, there's huge amounts of stuff that can be put down to a lot of things, but they are also very common signs of um, toxicity, right? Especially mold toxicity. And then you've got things like hormonal imbalances and um, other chronic diseases coming in that haven't been in your family before. So, symptomatically, it can be almost anything that you you could say, well, that fits into it. So, I don't think the symptoms necessarily are where to start. I think if someone is interested in getting their health looked at properly, just for housekeeping, do a good mold toxicity heavy metals test and just see where you're at because you might have nothing right but if you've been trying to solve a health issue and no one's come up with a solution for you this is Mm, definitely your next step Mm. okay so get yourself looked at get yourself tested and see what you're playing with and then you can decide okay what's the what's the next step for treatment
0: yeah and so i know that you do this 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 type of testing and we're not here to sell or shill, mm-hmm. but we will put your link below so people can schedule an appointment with you. Yeah, and yeah. That consult doesn't cost any money. <coughs> but you will give people the information that they need, the truth, right? I mean that's that's what you're known for. So when you're looking at these tests, right? What are what's what's some of the most common stuff or toxins or toxicity that you see in the test that you look at on a daily basis?
1: So uh, this is going to get really boring now because I'm going to read almost a list of things because it's, it's yep, a yep. big list, right? But it's very interesting because they all have different um, effects on the body. So I'm going to start with mold. And these are just some, not all, some of the molds that people, um, uh, the test very positive for often. And one of them is called Ocratoxin A. And um, that comes from. A, I don't want to get through all the, the details of it, but basically, um, it's a mold that grows uh, well in moisture and where the, the temperature is right. So this is the stuff you see in a lot of grains and a lot of um, like oats and barley and coffee and that kind of thing. Wheat, especially, um, it's, it's nephrotoxic. It uh, so it's liver, kidneys. Um, it's um, carcinogenic, so definitely causes what been known to lead to cancers. Um, it can um, be a, an immune suppressant. So what's really interesting about moulds is that they work very hard to establish themselves in an environment that can't hurt it because they want to survive. And so they've become very adept at reducing the immune um, ability of its host. So if you imagine something that messes with your kidneys and your liver, which are big detoxification organs, suppresses your immune. And then we know it's carcinogenic, you know, that's that's not the kind of stuff you want. And, and there's a lot of that around.
0: Yeah. So like, Um, how would people, how, how would, how would people get that?
1: Well, you, you'll pick that up from, um, contaminated foods, for example, um, Barley, oats, rye, wheat, coffee beans, other plant products. Um, uh, detected. I'm just reading it now. It's been detected in the blood of other animal tissues and in milk, including human milk. Um, and, and you're, you're going to pick it up in a lot of areas where it's just part of life, right? So it grows as um, it's, it's basically a metabolite of something called Aspergillus and Penicillium, and these are molds that grow quite readily in and around mm-hmm. the world okay. But the thing to do is just get tested and know so so what more.
0: we're saying so so what we're saying here Paul is, is that you're not going to avoid toxins they're everywhere you're no, not no, going to no, avoid them you're, it. you're not this is not an episode that says live in a box. I mean, you, you could live on an Amish farm in, or, or in a cave in Salt Lake City or, or whatever and, and not have to be as exposed to some of these things. But if you're living in the modern world, doing modern things, living in society, being a part of society, there is no way to avoid toxins.
1: Correct. And But here's the thing, right? It's not about avoiding things. It's about knowing that you are very likely going to be holding some of this stuff. Right. Getting rid of it and then creating the environment, which is the health in your body. Sure. sure. Then can deal with the new exposures that you get in a much more effective way. When when it builds up and builds up and builds up, it becomes so such an overwhelming load that your body cannot deal with it.
0: Right. But Once
1: we get rid of it all, then you're in a much better place when the new stuff comes in to be able to detoxify it much quicker and easier. And that way you've, 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 you've combated the long-term problems. So it's not oh. about Amish and, you know, Swiss mountain kind of thing. It's about get yourself back on track, get rid of everything, draw a line under it, and then make yourself as resilient as possible to any new ones that come Makes in. Makes sense.
0: Makes sense. Okay. What is um, so what's, what's what's another one? What's a, what's a couple more that, that we can share? Uh that so interesting? uh fumosins. So wheat coffee. Yeah. What did you yeah, say, yeah,
1: say it again? So this one is called fumosins and it's um yeah, so it's a fungus associated with contamination of corn and other um agric- agricultural products throughout the world again, you know, grain, um anything stored in hessian bags or any bags where things are stored moisture and moisture um Uh, creates an environment where mold can grow it's going to grow right um Mm -hmm. but this one is interesting because um it 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 causes so in in moisture damaged buildings it it, is very often you find this particular particular one so if you've ever had a leak a, a water leak in your house or been flooded or anything like that that will release this kind of stuff into the walls, into the floors, whatever it is. And even if you paint it over it and you can't see it, it does not mean it's not there. So moisture damage buildings, um, uh, it will cause very similar to the other ones. So, um, neuro- so, so brain toxicity, liver toxicity, kidney toxicity, um, possible carcinogen to humans um it also uh, in toxicity that will cause oxidative stress which is um problems with uh, metabolism of the cell apoptosis which is cell death and cytotoxicity and alterations in cytokine expression cytokines are the um molecules that are produced by the immune system to attack um uh, problems invaders you know disease whatever it is yeah. Mm -hmm. If you would have heard throughout this pandemic a a phrase called cytokine storm, where it gets out of control, right? And when it's out of control, it's a bad thing, which I said to you previously when I was talking about what I was taking is immune modulation rather than upregulating your immune system. So this stuff will really, really disturb a lot of those things. And again, it's just another good example of how. Um, it wants to create an environment that it's not going to be attacked in. So it kills everything or, or it, it kind of modulates everything around it so that it can't be um, got rid of. That's why a lot of this stuff is quite hard to remove from the body because when you start removing mold, it will let off a toxic substance as a protection because it wants to kill anything around it. And uh, in, initially, it was because it wanted any other mold species not to invade its space. So it would send out this toxin. And um, that is also very poisonous for us. So, as soon as you start trying to remove it, that toxic, uh, that biotoxin that it lets out is also very harmful, which is why, if it's not done properly, people are going to get worse instead of better. So, be very careful if you, you don't go trying to remove it yourself. Or buy something online that says just take this and that's what you need. It's not. It's a big yeah. We're impact. gonna we're gonna
0: we're gonna we're gonna talk about supplements in here here in just a minute. But I have to ask. So as you're talking about this, so we obviously uh, can understand the impact of of high toxicity in the body as it relates to disease. One of the questions that I have, since everybody seemingly wants to lose weight these days, does a toxic environment in the body make it harder to lose weight? One hundred percent. Yeah. why why
1: why Why? because it's causing inflammation and it's causing Uh problems in in krebs cycle it's causing problems in energy production it's causing problems in immune function and all of those things will disturb metabolism disturb the you know energy in toxicity out kind of calculation and therefore if you are ill if you've got a lot of poisons it's always going to make things more difficult because your, your metabolism and your mitochondria are not running as efficiently as they would be. And so, you know, getting rid of a lot of this stuff is going to help. It's not the cause by the way, right. Eating too much is the cause, but if you, um, it is certainly not going to help you. Doesn't mean you cannot lose weight and have mold or toxic issues. It just means that, you are much more sensible to deal with those things as you lose the weight. But here's the biggest problem of all of it. Most of your toxicity is stored in your body fat. It's where your body stores it. It gets rid of stuff and puts it into fat. When you lose weight very quickly, you will release a lot of that toxicity into the system. And you haven't prepared the system for that. So someone goes on a crash diet and they go, oh, the first three weeks was amazing. I was doing so well. And then I got the worst cold ever. It felt like the flu. I felt terrible. It knocked me right off my game. And then I just never got back onto it. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they lost a lot of body fat in a relatively short period of time, released all this toxicity into the system, had never done any work on their detoxification pathways. So now they've got this big like influx of, toxins with nowhere to go and it just builds up and makes them sick and and that's a common story you 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 you, if you really ask people they'll tell you yeah i was getting on so well and then i just got this week where i felt terrible but excuse me so you know be aware that this stuff is not cut and dry you know if this then that this is very much a um a very fluid scenario where you need to know all of the different things that are going on and deal with them accordingly in the right order do not go and try and do this on your own is what i'm saying
0: so i got you know as most people know i by now i've got a company called detox organics right Detoxorganics.com, and so we have emergency detox which is activated charcoal uh which is a all-natural known detoxification product and then we've got our core product which is the daily superfoods which has a plethora of micronutrients, fruits, vegetables, all kinds of things that work to support the body's detoxification pathways. And so where I'm going with this is ever since I started that brand, right, you get the people who say, ah, that's bullshit. You have a liver and kidneys. Your body is already detoxing on its own. You don't need any of that shit. So for the people that are saying that, I mean, I understand that some – there's some truth to that, right? Your body is always detoxing, right? It is, it is. Yeah. But from yeah. your perspective, do we and should we support those detoxification pathways to improve the efficiency of it and the elimination of them?
1: So I think the, the, the perspective is wrong, which is why people are saying to you, you've got liver and kidneys, so why, you know, you're always detoxifying. What they're not, aware of is the the abundant toxic load that's in the system that your liver and kidneys are just not managing to clear quick enough and they're also not aware that a lot of this stuff just the two i've spoken about right now are both liver and kidney toxic right there they will compromise those detoxification pathways and so if you tell me i've never been sick in my life i've lived enough you know an Amish farm and <clears throat> never been exposed to anything, um, then I'm probably going to say, well, you probably don't need any extra help. Um, as long as your bloods say that and your tests say you're fine, then great, go for it. Yep. Yep. Majority of people in the, the, the modern world are going to need some sort of help because your body wasn't meant to live in Times Square around all of that stuff. Right. It wasn't meant to live in the in the environments we live in now. How many people do you know who are looking to move out of town, out of the city, and get back to somewhere cleaner and nature and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah.
0: We're moving people to Florida, by we, the way.
1: People have realized that yeah. those the city environments are actually so detrimental to them. And we were never, we didn't ever evolve to live in those you know yeah. skyscraper environments with emfs and uh, combustion engine you think about any us city with huge skyscrapers and they're all they're all planned acro- across this block system right four blocks this way four blocks that way whatever it is you think about high, how high those buildings go and you think about the amount of combustion engine exhaust fumes that are created at the ground level. Where has that got to go? Where is it going? Because it's being being boxed in by these incredible skyscrapers. And so that stuff will just sit around and people will breathe it in. They'll jog down the street on the main road, thinking it's healthy for them, while all they're doing is just taking in big gulps of this exhaust fume plus anything else that's around. So would you need detox organics or something similar? I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be a bad spend of your money just to err on the side of caution because you are going to need some sort of support. And this is not, just again, full disclosure, you do not pay me for setting detox organics. I am not part of that company. But what I'm saying is, I think if you take into account quality of food nowadays, the need we have for... Vitamins and minerals and vegetables and fibres and all the rest of it, you, you need to get it from somewhere, and so if having, you know, a, a, a dose of your product every day gives you organic, um, uh, exposure to these things that you're going to really find difficult to get in, you know, I can't remember how many pounds of. Uh, uh, vegetables it was but it's like five five pounds is it in a shot or something yeah like that? it's
0: it's 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 quite a bit i mean you know, there's <coughs> there's there's and there's a bunch of different ingredients in there right there's there's turmeric right, so, there's alfalfa there's barley i mean there's there's a yeah, ton of goodness and, in there
1: and, and, but the, all, all i'm saying about the people that say you've got a liver and kidneys you do have but you also have an extraordinary toxic load that you're not mm-hmm. built to detoxify so right. any support would be useful
0: so, so that statement by someone who is living on an Amish farm, who is living away from society, away from radiation, away from EMFs and mold, etc. Yeah, that person. Awesome. Cool. You are right. You have a liver and kidneys. Go do your thing. But that is not what's going on in 99% of our lives. We're, we're exposed to all those things. So let me ask you this. Is there a way to know based on symptoms or feeling or anything outside of testing? Is there a way to know just how toxic your body is, right? Is there like you're, you're sitting on the couch and you're just, is there something, some sort of awareness or symptoms or something that we can say, gosh, you know what? My body is really, really toxic because I'm feeling such and such, or I'm going through such and such.
1: It's very difficult to quantify it like that because like I said earlier, there are so many symptoms that people will feel um one of the one of the key ones is if you've done lots of work to try and fix yourself and nothing's worked you haven't got more energy you haven't rectified your sleep problems you're biohacking yourself to within an inch of your life and yet you're still feeling like rubbish sure. start sure. looking sure. further into these things mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i see it a lot and so um definitely worth checking out in that respect. Um, It doesn't mean that's what the main issues are, but it's certainly going to be a contributor to it. So from a symptomatic perspective, there's nothing particular because, um, you know, lots of roads lead to Rome and and a lot of things can be construed the same thing. I'll tell you what was interesting actually, years and years ago, let me give you a different story. Two stories. So, for many years, I used to go to the osteopath and he used to fix my back and whatnot. And I used to say to him, i get this really weird, almost like a vibrating, fuzzy sort of feeling in my back. And, um, and I always thought it was because you train very hard and all the rest of it and you push yourself out of alignment and then click it back in place and it'll be fine again. But actually, I found out years later that one of the symptoms of mold can be that, that kind of feeling of vibrating kind of fizziness in, in, a, in a muscle. And so that was interesting for me because when I tested for mold, I definitely had it. And here's another thing. can't remember if I've told this on one of our, our episodes before. I don't know if I've said it elsewhere, but um, last year I was working at the computer and I looked down at the keyboard, did what I did, looked straight back up again, and all of a sudden the screen was completely uh, blurred. And, like, it happened instantly. It wasn't like it was getting worse over time and I was just getting tired. It just happened out of the blue. Okay, very strange. Anyway, I finished my work and I work in my house. and So I'd finished, went into the living room uh, with the family, sat down, television was on, and and I couldn't see the television very well. It was very blurred. And um, I've had issues with um, seeing things close up as I've got older, which is natural, but I've always had very, very good vision distance, always, and um, and it wasn't it was really bad, and I was like, okay, this is really concerning because that happened just like out of nowhere. Anyway, see the the I see the uh, optician, and they refer me to a specialist. Um, this was during the first year of pandemic, and so that that um, meeting with the specialist was about six months later because mm-hmm. no one was seeing it. <clears throat> so anyway, the, the optician tells me there's an astigmatism in your left eye which was never there before and that's the, that's the change of the shape of the lens. And um, they said, but it's really weird because we don't normally see it in people of your age. And I said, oh, okay, well, how old do you have to be? Like, is that like an old person's thing? I said, no, 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 we only ever see it in younger people. Wow. So, okay. Well, maybe my, um, maybe my anti-aging um, protocol is too effective. Right? <laughs> I love it. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, around the same time, I was doing work for um, mould in myself that um, were, was detected because of a few other things. And um, I could get into the story about my daughter, who, who also had mould and it really affected her behaviour, but... Around that time, we were all dealing with mold for ourselves and we were treating it. Anyway, so the, the, the appointment comes six months later and by then, my vision back to normal. Oh. So I go and see the specialist and I say, listen, I've been thinking about this and I've been doing some research and some work on it. Do you think there is any correlation between the mold I was experiencing and drawing it out of myself and my vision. And she went, absolutely not. Complete nonsense. There's no research behind it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Actually, there is research behind it. There's an awful lot of research behind it. I didn't have the conversation with the woman because um, it wasn't going to it wasn't <laughs> really I was, really useful. I right? wish
0: I could have been a fly on the wall. I would have pushed you. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> it wasn't
1: going to be a useful com- conversation. However, this was what was really interesting. And astigmatism is a permanent change she she checked my eyes and said, there's no stigmatism here. And I said, well, I've got a picture from six months ago where it was there. So what's your view on that? And she said, well, actually, I don't really know. So it's good. We're glad that you could get your eyes back. Thanks very much and see you soon. Right? And so, uh-huh. but what was really interesting was that from my perspective, I do believe it was the mold and the way we were trying to treat it and as it was getting drawn out, it was creating this uh, response, and one of them was through that vision. Now there is a site. There's a site you can go to called VCS Victor Charlie Sierra dot uh, VCS Test dot com, and they will and and you basically put it on the on the screen, and you can do a a visual acuity test where you cover one eye and you do a exercise and then you do the other one and it will tell you if you have uh, or what the the chances are that you have a um, toxicity of some description. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, and that's, and I think it's free. And if you want Mm -hmm. the report, I think it's like 10 bucks or something It's for nothing. So definitely worth going there to start with. Yep. But the point of the matter is Mike. sorry, the point of the matter was it affects your, your vision and um, that's what I was experiencing at that time.
0: So I'm glad you you gave them that resource because that's where I wanted to go next. For the people that are listening, are there some books that people can read short of, short of, of scheduling a, a block of time with you, which for those of you that are listening down below, if you're on YouTube or wherever you're at, I'm going to put a link to Paul's calendar. You can get on the phone with him uh, a free consult to get a better understanding of this. But for the people that are listening, are there is there a book or two that you've read that you're like, man, if you want a better understanding of toxicity and how it impacts the body, read this book. Is is there? Do you have one that you could recommend? I do Yeah. I, don't <clears throat> I love it. Ooh, there it is. Okay, I'm gonna read this book too. Toxic, Heal Your Body by Neil Nathan.
1: Yeah, and um, we'll it, put a link it, it, to that below too. It's a really good. Um, uh, kind of synopsis. Sorry, you might not be hearing me now because so I walked away from the mic. Um, it's, it's a very good book that allows you to understand the uh, implications of toxicity in the system. And then it does give you ways to treat it. To, to, all I'm going to say to you is if you're not a health professional, do not try and treat yourself, even if you've read it from a book, because you need to know the signs of um, the reactivities that are problematic. So, get someone who knows what they're doing. Will you, you? Will
0: you do me a favor and send me after the after this podcast? Will you send me a link to that to that book, please?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No I'm gonna read it too. Amazon. Where else? Amazon. There,
1: uh... put, it, put it into Amazon. You'll get that book. No problem.
0: No, I mean, so it's just "Toxic" by Nathan Neal, MD. Uh, Neil Nathan. Neil Nathan. Neil Nathan. Neil Nathan. Neil, Nathan. Okay, cool. So let me ask you, are there any other resources, any other websites, blogs, anything else for the listeners where they can go and get more information?
1: Yeah, there's so much stuff out there. One of them, um, w- w- this is one of the ones we uh, alluded to on your on your private uh, group, was um, one where you will find what they call the um, uh, Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 Um uh, which are foods uh, that the 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 this website um, researches every year as to which ones are the the dirty dozen the worst ones for pesticides and toxicity and so on and the clean 15 the ones that aren't quite so bad. Um, I think it's ewg.com or dot org.
0: ewg.com or dot, org. Or dot org. We'll, Again, we'll 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 link these I'll sites find the exact up in the, one in the and I'll put it notes. in the
1: show notes but. Um,
0: yeah, we'll put in the show notes. Even if
1: you yep. just googled "clean uh, uh, dirty, dirty dozen," "clean 15, it will come up. But they've got a good resource on a lot of other things. It's all based around toxicity in the planet and stuff like that. Definitely worth looking at if you're if you're looking to understand more. Because you know the other area we've not looked at yet um, is chemical toxicity, and this stuff comes in via your cleaning products, um, you know, your um, cosmetics that you put on your body. Um, deodorants all that kind of thing these things that you put on day in day out for years on end this stuff just all absorbs into your body you know, anything you put on your skin is the same as eating it it's going to get in and therefore your body has to deal with it and when they are you know modern um, chemicals that your body doesn't know what to do with this stuff builds up and becomes problematic i'll tell you what's happened recently become very popular are scented candles a lot of people are burning these scented candles that they're buying. And all that stuff is really quite toxic to you. But there were some really good ones. That's so
0: fine. So but. yeah, let me ask you. Um, let me ask you this. So we talked about mold. We talked about you know it coming through in in the food products and the weed, and the corn uh, because of how it's stored. Now we've shifted to talk about chemical toxicities, and now we're talking about deodorants and and you know lipsticks and things that you're putting in around yeah. your body. Now we're talking about candles. Is there is there one that's worse than the other? Like is the mold worse than the chemicals? Are the chemicals worse than the mold? Is there you know sort of this. You you know, uh, uh, triage of of you know of no. some order.
1: No, because what we're looking at is what's the overall toxic burden to your body.
0: Right, got it. And so, so if you've it's, got- mold contributes to the burden. Your chemicals contribute to the burden. Yeah. The foods you eat contribute to the burden. Yeah. The stuff you put on your body contributes to the burden. So, moral yeah. of the story is live in a plastic bag.
1: No, the moral of the story is know how much I you've accumulated. Right. Get rid of it, and then understand more about where it came from right so so if your routine and i know this is a stupid example but it's very real if your routine is four days a week to go for a run and you run down the main road during rush hour Mm -hmm. stop doing that Mm -hmm. because this is an example this is this is this is the
0: stuff that people need that's a great example
1: because You you see it all the time. You're driving in the car and you see these people jogging up the road, headphones on, and just going, like, doing their health thing. Right. In this main, on this main road where all you've got is fumes. Smog and. Everywhere, right? Fumes and. And so just go on the side roads, if nothing else. Right. But just don't do, just don't do that. I've I've got a uh, a patient in Sunderland who tested very highly for a lot of chemical toxicities, lives on a main road. It is not practical for her to move house, right? It's not what I'm talking about. But what she has to be aware of is she lives on this very main road, and every time she opens a window to let the fresh air in, all these invisible particles are coming in the house, sitting, you know, landing on their bed or the sofa or the dining table or whatever, and they're Mm -hmm. eating and sleeping and living in this stuff Mm 24-7. And so be aware, right? Yeah. Don't open those windows because it's not that it's not good unless it's going to be during a very, very quiet time. And, you know, you can't open your windows in your house. Well, that's not actually true. And you do need to have some sort of understanding about what's practical. But let's get rid of all the stuff that you've got in you that you've come up with. And at least now you can be more preventative with it. You can sure, sure. not just leave the windows open all day and all night. Maybe you can only open them when the traffic's quiet in the evenings or things like that. You know, there's a lot of things. That's just one aspect.
0: Yeah. Really quickly, really quickly. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to go too much longer. I like to keep these around 60 minutes when you're talking about chemical toxicity, we're talking about makeup, deodorant, things you put in around your body, tanning <laughs> lotion, um, you know, uh what's the stuff that protects you from the sun? I don't even know what it is anymore. Um sun tanning lotion. Not sun tanning it's lotion, unblock- not the stuff that gets you to blocker, blocker, yeah, right? There's yeah. another one. So is there uh, are there a few chemicals, right, that are in these products that are sort of known and out there that people should be looking for?
1: Wow, there's loads. Honestly, there's loads. Just give me some common some carabins, ones. Just give me like two
0: parabens. Par- par- okay, parabens are heard about are, that
1: one. Uh definitely one of them.
0: Um, yeah, so no para- so say no to parabens. If it's got parabens, it's probably not good for you.
1: Yeah. Um, um, phthalates are another one. Um, I'm just going to read something out. Phthalates, most, phthalates are maybe the most widespread group of toxins in our environment, commonly found in many bath and beauty products, cosmetics, perfumes, oral pharmaceuticals, insect repellents, adhesives, inks, and varnishes. Let me come back to you on that varnish thing. Phthalates have been implicated in reproductive damage, depressed leukocyte function, immune, and cancer. Phthalates have also been found to impede blood coagulation, lower testosterone, and alter sexual development in children. Um, low levels can feminize. Low levels can feminize the male brain of a fetus, while high levels can hypermasculinize the brain. I, of the I male will say,
0: I, I want to say something really quickly. As I'm listening to you, I will say that I'll, I, I want to go. I want to be Amish. I'm listening to you, you know what I mean? Like, and it's interesting because I've got a really, I've got I'm actually getting ready to merge with a brand who has a bunch of farmland in Virginia, and I'm going to be meeting a bunch of Amish people very, very soon. So as you're sharing this with me, right, I mean, people who are listening, they've got to have some level of concern because, right, it's like, we can't get away from this. It's everywhere. We are exposed and there's nothing we can do about it.
1: Well, and that I mean, sucks. that being, sucks. Just, just being aware is the first thing you can do. Well, I understand that. And, and, yeah, well, and we haven't even key. talked about water, right? We haven't even talked about your drinking water or where you're getting water from. This could be a five-hour episode. I exactly, Talk, but yeah. here is the point. This is the point I made at the beginning. Was this is just about being aware? This stuff goes on. Get tested. Have a look at where you are for your own your own health, and then mm-hmm. deal with that right because if you know that you've got high levels of phthalates or you've got high levels of xylene or you've got high levels of such and such there are common places where they come from that you may well be exposed to on a regular basis that you can go okay oh yeah that hot coffee that i get in a plastic cup every day probably isn't the greatest thing i should keep doing because Mm -hmm. that hot the heat in the plastic the plastic will will leach into the um into the coffee and then you'll drink it and you know those things are a problem or i need to have a look at my chemicals in my beauty products and maybe change to a, a better brand
0: yeah well i don't so think be aware just be aware. aware yeah, yeah we stuff. can't right but we can't we can't end on that we, we can't end yet because you started to go down the water rabbit hole and i know like as soon as you said that i'm like my ears perked up even though we covered it inside my private group yeah. Let's talk about water really quickly. Just really really quickly because water is one of those things we're all drinking it hopefully. Yeah. Um and and we're all getting it from different places. Some of us think, "Well, let's go get a bottled water because bottled water is healthier." Let's just talk about water. First and foremost, what are the the the, the known toxins in water that are problematic to or problematic for human consumption?
1: So, the, the the biggest problem with water is it's recycled. And and I'll, I'll only give you the, the the London numbers because I know them. But on average, the water that comes out of our tap has been through seven people already, which uh-huh. means they've drunk it, gone to the toilet. It's gone in the system. It's got recycled and comes back out again, right? Because yeah, we don't have yeah. enough otherwise. I don't
0: want that. I to get get that picture out of my head.
1: But 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 here is the thing: when you when you drink water, one of its main um, activities is to detoxify. So when you urinate it out you a lot of your toxins come out with it right that's why we do urine tests because we can see a lot of the toxicity coming out and we can tell you what's in your body but so you go to the toilet that goes into the into the municipal system and gets um recycled and back out again but the the cleaning of the water doesn't remove a lot of the big problems so if, if you've taken any hormones like if you're taking the conceptive pill or you've taken heart medication or several other medications like um, uh, non-steroidal steroidal anti-inflammatories and and other things, they don't get cleared out of the water system. So you end up drinking this water that maybe has got a high level of estrogen in it, for example, or, or other um, molecules that you don't really want. So... Mm-hmm. Then they purify it with things like chlorine and fluoride and things, which, again, is another problem. So we're just like, okay, tap water is probably not your best bet, right? That's your first thing. Sure. Sure. Yep. So then, you, like you said, you go to the, uh, uh, the, the shop and you buy bottled water and you get massive bottles because you think, if I've got a big gallon jug, then I'm going to drink that every day and that's what I need, more water in me. Yep. The, the, the issue with that is the plastic that that bottle is made out of is not going to be the highest grade plastic. It's going to be whatever the cheapest thing you can have. And so that bottle, the water has an affinity to absorb pretty much anything it's exposed to. And so plastic is going to get absorbed. or The chemicals made in that plastic um, production will get absorbed into uh. uh the water right yeah. and so things like styrene and um those sort of things which are not known to be in uh manufacturing of plastics and um uh food materials you know food packaging that kind of thing that will 100% leach into things and so where do you go from there where well, you can get a glass bottle that works really well and like on my desk here glass have-
0: or alum- uh, aluminum Well,
1: uh, well, no, no, no. So this is what I have on my desk. This is glass. There's a little tap on it. Right. And, and that sits, that sits on my desk and I fill that with reverse osmosis water that Mm -hmm. I have downstairs. I have a reverse osmosis filter. Right. So that takes out everything. It takes out so much. In fact, that I actually have to add back in minerals because it takes everything out. So it cleans Mm -hmm. it. right.
0: so, so, but stay in the state. So I said aluminum. You're like, no, 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 no. Right, yeah. aluminum because because aluminum, but aluminum is also in deodorant, right? We're getting yeah. aluminum. So aluminum the, is the, a toxin. Is a toxin.
1: One of the worst heavy metals you can possibly put in your body, and that's going to cause you brain issues and all sorts yep. of weird, wonderful things. It's a big instigator for Alzheimer's, that kind of stuff. So don't don't put aluminum. It's how you say it properly. Uh,
0: I remember. Yeah, we said in your, that. Aluminum <laughs> aluminum. Your... Right? <laughs> so so stainless
1: yeah. steel for sure is a really good um, uh, uh, a really good alternative, but. Again, this is just about being aware that you need to make proactive efforts to avoid these things. You can't just you can't just go on in life and think everything's going to be fine and, and accept everything that's given to you at the supermarket or on the you know on your Instagram feed or whatever it is. Because this stuff is honestly killing millions of people every year and no one is even paying attention to it.
0: Right. I think that's the key. It flies under the radar because it's invisible, right? If I eat, if I drink a bunch of soda, I know that that's bad for me because of the chemicals in the soda, but I'm breathing air. I'm drinking water. I'm sitting on my couch. I mean, these are things that I do without thinking, but what you're saying is let's bring some awareness to this. Start reading labels, start looking up the different ingredients on your makeup, in your cleaning products, right like the awareness really is what we're preaching here and then once you have the awareness and you have a better understanding then it's starting to think have i been exposed have i tried anything everything to deal with this challenge this health challenge or this problem and if i have maybe it has to do with toxicity levels in my body is that yeah. almost yeah, yeah. A, is that is that the summary we're looking for
1: yeah absolutely and 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 even even maybe it's the toxicity it doesn't even matter about the maybe the fact is if you have got any, it needs to be removed because at some point in the future it will come back and bite you in the backside. Like it will, it will cause a problem. So you might as well just deal with it now and get rid of it.
0: Sure. Any last words for the people that are listening as we finish episode nine? Nine weeks.
1: No man, it's been fun so far. And um, so far, it has it been always, fun. It always ends up us <laughs> talking a lot of, of nonsense about stuff and then going, "Oh, there you go." Think, 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 think about that, people. We're we're not trying to depress people. That's for sure. We're just trying to. Get people to be aware. We're
0: trying to have real conversations around around real topics, and we're and we're and we're we're a, a beacon of light, hopefully, and people will hopefully start to understand that that you know we are we want to be transparent, we want to bring real truth to the space, um, and we want to shed light on things that people are not shedding light on, like you know people are saying, yeah, you know calories in, calories out, and and you're gonna lose some weight and you're gonna be healthy. Well. There's more to it, And, and we're really starting to get some momentum here on all the different aspects that contribute to health challenges or healthy success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Loving it.
0: I love it. Well, for those of you, wherever you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube, there's going to be a bunch of links below this episode. We talked about a book. We talked about key resources. I'm going to give you Paul's link to schedule an appointment with him to go deeper down the rabbit holes because I'm telling you, I've known Paul for a really long time. And what we're talking about in this episode is surface. For what this guy knows, I mean, he knows he can go deep. We can get geeky. Um, unfortunately, I don't want to spend more than an hour or so in in these episodes. I think it's a really good time. So, hope you're enjoying it. Hit the like, share it with a family member or friend. Paul, I love you, brother. Thanks so much for shedding so much great light to this. I'm excited for the people that are going to reach out to you because I know in that conversation it's going to be extremely valuable. I love you. Thank you for changing my life. I'll talk to everyone soon.